News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, uh, we are joined by the Agriculture Minister, uh, Charlie McCongalog, who joins us live from Japan, uh, where he is there in a trade uh, mission. Uh, Minister, we'll, we'll come to your trade mission uh, presently. Uh, but first, can I ask you just some that breaking news about the uh, pay talks? Um, can you bring us up to speed on, on what's happened? The talks have concluded. I think there are proposals for a potential deal, but they're not being revealed yet. Is that correct? Yeah, good morning, Shane. Morning, and, uh, that certainly is the, the up-to-date position. And obviously, it's welcome that uh, following lots of work and uh, effort by Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, working very closely uh, and hard with the Public Service Union representatives, indeed, with the, the facilitation of the Workplace Relations Commission, that after that engagement over the last period of time, that we, we finally have um, uh, a proposal this morning. And uh, of course, the objective of the government here was to combine the and recognise the cost of living pressures that are on workers and the need to properly reward our public servants for the, the, the very important work that they do uh, and combine that with balancing our national budget as well as ensuring that there's sufficient funding for investment in services and public infrastructure. Okay. And uh, coming yeah. out of that, I think it's, it's welcome, particularly against the, the, the challenging economic right. backdrop. A, a little have odd, though, that we, we have uh, a proposal. A little odd that everyone's remained so tight-lipped about the deal does does that can we read from that that the unions aren't kind of sure how they feel about the deal yet aren't going to, aren't sure about how they're going to sell this to members is is that what we should read into that I don't think we should be reading in, in anything into it other than the fact that it's important that there's respect for the process here and that the uh, union representatives now need time to engage with their membership around the proposal. Um, and that, uh, but, that, but it's that, not, Minister, I mean, let's be, be real here. It's not going to stay, we're not going to, it's not going to stay secret until this process is complete. I mean, details are going to emerge out inevitably. Yeah, I have no doubt. And I, I believe negotiations finished at 6am this morning and, uh, from the, the report, uh, there's going to be a meeting among union representatives this morning at 10 a.m. And no doubt they will be updating their membership then. So um, obviously the, the deal has just concluded. And the yeah. first step in that now is the opportunity for, for workers and rep- to be updated by their representatives. And I've no doubt the Minister uh, Michael McGrath will be updating from a government point of view as well as the union representatives. But I think overall uh, it's a welcome step. It's the culmination of significant significant number of weeks and months' work. Uh, and engagement and I think it's important that public service workers have that certainty around wages that the cost of living challenges that are there are recognised by the government um, and also then from a government point of view that we are able to in advance of the budget um, plan that for both this year and next year. Okay, can I ask you about two other stories that are are, uh, breaking uh, overnight and this morning? Uh, Reports that the European Union is preparing an emergency intervention in the energy market to drive down ballooning uh, power prices. Uh, Your reaction to that? I think it's welcome at at a EU level that we would actually, you know, that there'd be strong cooperation there to decide how we can respond to what is very much a, a European-wide challenge as, as well as indeed a, a world challenge and uh, President von der Leyen's comments overnight that the European Union is looking at how we can um, uh, bring about emergency intervention and indeed address structural reform of the electricity market I think is important. I know that's going to, fo- that's going to now uh, be followed through in relation to a meeting of energy ministers uh, through a council of, of ministers uh, or energy ministers meeting next week. Um, so we, the government and Minister Ryan will engage closely with them in relation to what we can do at European level. 
of course, we're, we're looking very closely at national level in terms of how we can put first and foremost the pressures that are in families and indeed in business at the moment as a result yeah. of the escalating prices for energy. And that's going to be a key focus of the, the budget um, at the end of this month. And of course, that's that, yeah. at, at the end of September. And of course, that's why we've decided to bring forward the budget early as well to, put the, to be best in a position to respond to the pressures that families and businesses are under. Do you share the Taoiseach's surprise at the situation we find ourselves in where we could be looking at, at power shortages uh, this year? Well, I, I think obviously things have changed a lot from the start of this year. Um, the situation with regard to gas, which is particularly important uh, in relation to the generation of electricity, has put really significant pressure um, on on generation systems. And at, at European level, of course, there is a there's been a European requirement which we in Ireland are the only country which are actually mandatorily exempt from um, uh, to actually seek to bring about a reduction in usage of of gas by fifteen percent this year. Um, so the, the government are, are engaging very closely, and as, as as you've outlined in the program earlier, um, there'll be a meeting of the Joint Committee uh, Environment Committee today with Minister Ryan, mm. as well as with the Commission for Regulation of Utilities and Airgrid to update in relation to the, uh, the proposals that are in place and indeed the challenges that we're facing up to. And that's of course the security of supply is something which is we're, we're, is a uh, so key I, priority of the government I alongside the, that, that challenge in terms of Minister, pressures, financial pressures on families. Yeah, I mean, has the regulator been asleep at the wheel here? Well, I, I think there's been a change, obviously, at European level in relation to the uh, the challenges from as a result of the invasion of Ukraine, and that's that's a key challenge here. Um, also, what's uh, in terms of uh, plans that have been in place in relation to the uh, capacity auction, which have been uh, conducted last year, um, some of the commitments from those who had engaged in the auction hasn't been followed through on, and that has put additional pressure on. But of course, the government are very clear in relation to the absolute requirement of ensuring that there is sufficient supply to meet the demand over the course of this winter. Um, that's why we're engaging um, in, in depth with the Commission of Energy Regulation, Re Regulator. Um, and uh, it's an absolute priority of the government okay. as we go into the winter to ensure that that security is maintained. Uh, can I ask you about another story uh, making the headlines this morning? That is, uh, there's a uh, recommendations from the co new Commission on Taxation uh, reports in the Irish Independent uh, today uh, saying there's a range of measures uh, that they're calling for a large hike in property tax, increased PSI payments for self-employed. But something that's particularly of interest to your bailiwick, uh, they're suggesting scrapping the green diesel concession for farmers and higher excise duty on home heating oil as well. But specifically on the, 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 the green diesel concession, is that something you as Agriculture Minister would resist? It's not something I would be in favour of. Um, this is something that uh, is a review that was put in place about a year ago um, with the objective of, of providing advice to the government uh, in relation to from a taxation and welfare point of view, how both the taxation and welfare systems could support economic activity um, and uh, and employment. So that is now the commission or that commission, I believe, has reported to the minister recently with a number of recommendations right across the uh, employment and taxation system. Of course, that's something the government will reflect on. But as as we all know, uh, the challenges have emerged very significantly in recent weeks and months in relation to the cost of fuel, the cost of energy. 
And the pressure that that's putting on our members of the public, on families and on businesses is our key focus and key priority. Um, and that review, no doubt, will be considered in the context of that as well. Um, okay. Certainly in terms of the medium long term, I've no doubt that that review will be considered. But the key focus for all of us has to be ensuring that families, ensuring that businesses, that okay. the financial pressure they're under as a result of energy is is focused on. And that's going to be the key focus of the budget chain Fair at enough. the end of September in relation to how we can relieve that pressure. And certainly from an agriculture, food and marine point of view as well, which for women, green diesel and uh, uh, is important, that will be the key priority from my point of view too. Okay, just before you go, Minister, you are leading that trade mission uh, to Japan and, and other South Asian countries. Uh, tell us what what you hope to achieve there. Yeah, well, I'm in Japan this week uh, along with Board Bia and also Singapore uh, later in the week and indeed Minister Martin Hayden in parallel is in Vietnam and we're putting a particular focus on this region in relation to trying to increase the value of our exports uh, to the region. Um, we've had good success in, in recent years, um, particularly in Japan, for example, where um, we had a 20% increase year in year between 2021 and, and uh, or 2020 and 21, and we've seen a three and a half fold increase in our trade over the last decade as well. So the focus on in terms of this trade mission and the meetings I'll be having with government ministers and with key customers here, along with Board Pia, is in terms of how we can develop that. Also building on the recent visit by the Taoiseach, uh, who was in Japan here just six weeks ago and who signed a, a joint um, a, a agreement with the uh, Japanese, Japanese Prime Minister Kishidi. Um, in relation to how we develop our relationships further over the next number of years. And also, of course, the free trade agreement, which was signed um, uh, between the EU and Japan, also provides real opportunities here. So uh, whether it be dairy or, or pig meat or, or beef or, indeed, or, or fish, we have very strong lines of trade already. Uh, and the key objective now this week, um, both here in Japan, and in Singapore and in Vietnam, is to seek to seek to build on that with a really important objective of ensuring that the work that our farm families do across the country, okay. that that is the maximum value and income is there for our farm families for okay. the top quality food that they produce. All right, we wish you well on that trade mission. Agriculture Minister Charlie McCongalog, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.